Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of the PS Blue podcast, the 40th most popular podcast on PlayStation, according to myself. I'm joined by my co-host and cousin, Vinny. Vinny, how are we doing today? I'm doing good, Anthony. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Are you playing anything fun lately, or what? what what's Dude, your game, been, uh, game schedule? I've been diving into Crash 4. Diving okay. into it. I, I probably have a good eight hours in this game right now for the last oh, week. Nice. So I don't want to spoil my impressions because I know we're going to talk about that soon. But um, definitely have a lot to say about that game for sure. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Um, I'm uh, working my way through some different games trying to... I, I get Sometimes I get distracted and not one single game holds my attention. And right now I'm bouncing in between Ghost of Tsushima and cyberpunk 2077 and any thoughts? i haven't really what was that any thoughts on those games um you know i really like cyberpunk 2077 um i think it's really good uh you know it took an extra year plus to to get the game in in a state worth playing but i i i had the ps4 version i returned it and then with with the like offer that Sony had and then and then I decided to give it another shot when it went on sale for PS5 when the next the true next gen version came out and and I have to say I'm pleasantly surprised um really yeah that's good to hear yeah that's that's all <laughs> I'm going to say about it for now but uh we got a jam packed episode today so we should just dive right in uh just to let you guys know today's talking points include PlayStation Plus new tiers Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl, PlayStation 5 Paid Upgrades, uh, Bloodborne Knockoffs, a Frame Rate Discussion, and For Your Consideration, which is a segment we will describe when we get to it. Uh, But first, if you missed last episode, here is the quote of the episode. This is from Vinny regarding the opening to Kingdom Hearts 2, and this is a direct quote. Arguably the most boring gameplay that I've ever experienced in my entire life. Vinny, do you have any thoughts on that? Do you want to defend yourself? Do I have any thoughts on the quote? Yes. <laughs> I I don't think the quote justifies just how boring the opening sequence of Kingdom Hearts 2 is. Kingdom Hearts 2, I mean, man, can I get any lower with that intro to that game? It is so bad. That, that might be the worst... Oh, how long does that sequence last? It lasts I probably know, two hours. hours. It it lasts I think it's two more hours. It it lasts two hours, but it feels like eight. It is so boring. <laughs> you are doing. Uh, I mean, seriously. And and what's really sad about that sequence is I've played it so many times because I love that game. You know, when 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 you just when you play games over and over again, as I'm sure both of us have, Kingdom Heart, uh, both of all. No, I, I wouldn't say all three of the Kingdom Hearts games, but particularly the first two. The, as many times if I as I've played the second Kingdom Hearts game, it's like, man, I got to get through that opening sequence, and it's just the worst. It, it is truly terrible. So, so if I were to, you know, judge that quote, I would say it's an understatement for sure. <laughs> you wish you wish you could have had some more more harsh I, words. Is that what I you're wish? Saying? I wish my vocabulary was was expanded in a way that I could just. <laughs> just destroy the opening sequence of that game it is really really bad my goodness i i oh god don't even get me started on that 
I don't. It's get so it. bad. You oh, you like it? You like oh, so you enjoy that going around <laughs> I don't like it, mowing? You're that. mowing. You're mowing people's lawns. You're doing things that <laughs> do not mean anything. You're skateboarding around town. It is so boring. It is awful, and it's like my goodness. Can I get? Can I just go to a Disney World? I'm playing this to go to any. Just show me a Disney character. I don't know who these characters are. You're playing as Roxas. You have no idea who this guy is. He's got the the overweight friend. The the you know. Can I get to Disney World, please? I'm tired of this, and it's and it's two and a half hours of that. It's terrible. Oh it is the God. worst of Kingdom Hearts. It it is the worst that it has to offer, and it's such a shame because that game is fantastic for for the rest okay. of the way. Once you get through the opening sequence, wow. don't even get me started. I, I, I can't believe. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know <laughs> you really did. So <laughs> All right. So so the first thing we're going to talk about today is the as I'm sure most of you by now know, the PlayStation Plus upgrade launch that will happen in June. Now, this is to compete with Xbox Game Pass. Um, they've been, you know, pretty transparent about it, but but we have a new three-tiered PlayStation Plus system. Okay, so here it is. I'm going to break it down. This is from PlayStation Blog. We have PlayStation Plus Essential, which is the same benefits that PlayStation Plus members are getting today, such as two monthly downloadable games, exclusive discounts, cloud storage for saved games, and online multiplayer access. There are no changes for existing PlayStation Plus membership in this tier. Uh, that's from PlayStation Blog. This is All this is from PlayStation Blog, like I said. Then we move on to PlayStation Plus Extra. This is $14.99. Uh, I forgot to mention Essentials $9.99. Same thing. Same thing. $9.99 a month. PlayStation Plus Extra is $14.99 a month. And this adds all the benefits from the Essential tier, plus a catalog of up to 400 of the most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games, including blockbuster hits from our PlayStation Studios catalog and third-party partners. Games in the Extra tier are downloadable for play. So... It's a downloadable experience. I, I don't think you can stream these games is what I'm gathering from, from the site. Then, finally, for $17.99 a month, these are all USD, by the way, um, which is another $3 a month, you get all the benefits from Essential and Extra tiers, and you get, it says on their site, it adds up to 340 additional games, including... PS3 games available via cloud streaming, a catalog of beloved classic games available in both streaming and download options from the original PlayStation, PS2, and PSP generations. Offers cloud streaming access from original PlayStation, PS2, PSP, and PS4 games offered in the extra and premium tiers in the market. Time-limited game trials will also be offered in this tier, so customers can try select games before they buy. $17.99 a month. $8 more expensive than what we're paying now per month. Uh, and that's it. Sorry, that was a mouthful, but I wanted to make sure that we were uh, thorough about what these three tiers are because to me, it's it's a bit of a mess. What what, what do you have to say, Vinny? Gosh, I think a bit of a mess is, is an understatement. This is, man, I, it, I have so many thoughts about this. I think for, the first thing that 
I think of is obviously they're trying to compete with Game Pass. I think we can both agree there. I think this is clearly a sort of response to what Game Pass is offering. And to me, this doesn't come close to what Game Pass offers. Um, it, it just doesn't. And it's a shame. I don't think that PlayStation needs a Game Pass. I don't think that they needed to do this. I really don't. I, I think that this confuses the player base. I think it, I really do. I think it confuses the player base. I think the games, Microsoft has to do Game Pass because let's be honest, their game, they don't, you know, they don't uh, release 10 out of 10 games, you know, once every six months like Sony does. Sony has a, has a uh, you know, I think it's universally known that Sony's quality of games in terms of their, their first party studios are, are better than, right now than that of Microsoft's. I think that's a known thing. I think that most people could probably agree with that. I agree. I, th- I, don't, I don't think that they needed to do this. I don't understand why they did this. I think it like uh, it just confuses the tier. It All these tiers. What are we doing? Three tiers? Yeah. We don't need three tiers. We, we, this is confusing. It's, uh, you're reading this. And I'm 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 trying to follow along with what you're sending with what you're saying, but it's it's just, and that's straight from the PS blog, yeah. You know, and and the communication has been very poor. I haven't really heard a whole lot of, about this. I I play on my PlayStation pretty much every single day, and they're not really advertising this. I I just ah man, this just seems like something that it just doesn't seem like the right response to Game Pass. I don't think that they needed to do it. I think that Microsoft is kind of forced to do it because they don't have anything to offer. Um, yeah, but Game they will. Pass is, sure, sure. And, and Microsoft has. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Bethesda, you you have the Bethesda acquisition. The uh, all the the other studios that Microsoft has acquired, they will start to get these, you know, first party, really really high quality games. Although I will say, Starfall and what is it called? like red matter or something like that to, yeah, to the game. I, 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 it's called Redfall. Redfall, I think is the game name. I, I it's a is, vampire isn't it game. Starfall yeah. though. Is it? It's ah oh boy. It's, it's one of those, it's one of those combinations of words. Which is, yeah. Red it's, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, they, they both got something. delayed. They, they both got delayed. Um, but, but the games are coming and I think Sony needs to do something. I don't think, I, th- I think you're right. I don't think they needed to necessarily respond to Game Pass, uh, you know, one for one sort of a monthly subscription service thing, and 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 uh, it seems like PlayStation's philosophy up until now was just let the games do all the the talking. You know what I mean? We we yeah. like you said, we have we have better first party games, day and night difference between PlayStation and and Microsoft, which is why we are fans of of, of Sony. Uh, now, I mean, to be transparent. You have Game Pass, right? I don't, but you do, right? I do. I do. That's correct. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Okay. What is fantastic about it? Is it the quality of games or the quantity of games? I think it's a combination of both. I, okay. I really do. I It truly is a combination of both of those factors. Let me just say this real quick, because if I think if I was in charge of, of Sony and, and sort of this, you know... Um, in this scenario, right? If if it were me, I probably would have waited and seen if Microsoft could actually do it. Can they release games on this platform that are our 
quality? Are they tens out of tens? Microsoft has yet to do this. And you just said <laughs> Redfall, whatever this game is called that we're talking about, that game got delayed. Uh, Starfield got delayed. You could likely bet that that game was probably buggy. Bethesda, Bethesda is known. Starfield. That's Bethesda what it is. is known. Yeah. And, and Redfall is, is the other game I think that got delayed. It's, yeah. It's like a vampire game that they're making right now. But I would just sit back and wait. Can you prove this to me? Is this actually profitable for Microsoft? I think it's known that it's not. There's no possible way that it could be profitable. Um, maybe in the long term, I, I, I would be really interested to, to see those numbers. But if I, if I were Sony, I would have just sat back and waited. Can you prove it to me? You have not proven this to me over the last five years that you could consistently deliver games the way that we do. So, so your response, your response is to do nothing. Is that what you're saying? More or less? Yes. Yes. I wow. firmly, I, I firmly believe this. I, I, un- let me say this. I this is not the answer. I don't think a three tier system that is really confusing, really confusing to the consumer base. It is, is the answer for for Sony. I don't think this is the answer. It's way too confusing. It's too many. It, it's and then also I don't know about you. I'm actually interested to see how streaming games how how popular is streaming games right now. I still don't think that it's at that that point that it's worth the extra money to, okay, I want to be able to stream those games. I don't necessarily know how large that player base is that's interested in streaming games. I know we're not. Hardcore gamers are usually not, from what I, you know, from the people that I talk to, from what I hear, they're not interested in streaming games because obviously there's a level delay there. There's, There's issues with it that are built into it. So what are your thoughts on streaming games? And if that's worth it, I'm curious. I think it's pretty obvious what they're doing here. They just added the... They have a cloud streaming service, right? It's part of their mm-hmm. brand. It's 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 a PlayStation Now is something that they offer. And the numbers are probably not really great. I think the numbers got better on PlayStation Now when they gave you the option to download the games, right? Um, mm-hmm. But they invested a ton of money in this and they need to... They, they don't want to kill the service, so they're just bundling it in with PlayStation Plus Premium to give you extra value for the $3 uptick from $14.99 to $17.99. That's that's what I think. It's it's just otherwise the only other thing that I see on here that really I'm interested in is the time limited game trials. Uh it says I'll read it again. Time-limited game trials will also be offered in this tier so customers can try select games before they buy. Now, if those are new games, let's say, you know, a very, very specific game like Ghostwire Tokyo. I haven't played that yet. I want to try that game before I spend $70 on it. If that's something that this service is providing, to me, that's worth $3 extra. Interesting. Interesting. I I, I tend to agree with you on that in that respect where... Game trials to me are a little bit of isolated occurrences. I don't see myself downloading, I don't know, more than two game trials maybe per year. That that to me is not is not a selling point. Getting access to game trials just isn't. And and like you said, I'm curious to see what those time frames are. 
what do I have access to? How long do I have access to it? Do I have, do I have access to, I don't know, Shovel Knight, which takes six hours to beat? How long, you know, how long is that game trial? I'm curious, right? You know, yeah, something like that. Obviously, it's based. Yeah. And obviously, it'll probably be based on the game, the length of that game. I would imagine that the developers have some kind of say in how long that game trial is. But, you know, I, I just, I, I think you're you're right where it's it's a dying platform the PlayStation Now service it's 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 just kind of sitting there not a lot of people are from what I know are using it I think it's it's great to have that offering to consumers hey here's an ability you know here's here's a way to stream our games just in case if you need that um that access I've actually played PlayStation games on my iPad before and it was pretty cool. I played it for about five minutes and I said, all right, I've seen enough of this. I'm going to go turn on my PlayStation and, and play this without lag and without, and actually without frame it. rate issues. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is cool. All right. I'm ready to go back to my PlayStation. That's basically what happened. And it was cool. It was a cool experience. I, I, I just, I don't think that we're there yet from a, what do you refer to it as a broadband with what, whatever it is, an internet. Just you know, technologically speaking technologically yeah. speaking exactly i don't yeah. i we're not there yet and i think that this was a an investment by sony that probably thought that we would be there by now and now i think it was um gaikai i think is the is the uh is the the technology company that 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 is behind yeah. playstation now i think they refer they're gaikai right yes. and they made that investment a long time ago so During, like, they're PS3, probably and they're getting no profit from what they invested in this company, I'm sure. Right. So right. why not just clump this in with PlayStation? And I hate to be so negative because I'm always PlayStation makes a lot of good decisions. But with this instance, let's just clump it in with our tier system that doesn't honestly. <laughs> it just it really does confuse the consumer base, the consumer base. And it, it's just there's not a whole lot of selling points here for me. There isn't. Whereas Game Pass, fifteen dollars a month, you're getting access to these games day one, which is the selling point. You're also getting better from right now, from what we've seen with the tier system. There's better third party partnerships. Look at Back for Blood was available day one on Game Pass. That's a game that are we going to see games like this on this tier system? I don't I really know if hope we not. are. I, I really don't think hope we not. will. Well, I don't, I don't think, think so. I. I, I can't find it right now, but I'm pretty sure Sony, uh, they mentioned something about not putting their first party games on there. Uh, you know, I'm paraphrasing heavily, but but they don't want to put the stink of, of you know, subscription-based games on their first party exclusives. And and that was the next point I was going to bring up. I kind of agree with that. and And I was wondering, like, does it take away from the experience of the game for you when you're getting it for lack of a better word free because it's not free you got to pay for the subscription but you know it's it's free you don't think about that money coming yes. out of your account yeah it's it's a great question i think that microsoft knows from what they've said from what we've heard from phil spencer i think he knows that this is a huge problem on the platform look at halo infinite just 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 Look at all of the issues that that we've seen with this game following its launch. A pretty decent campaign, but essentially, like you said, a live service, which which I think is a red flag in a lot of gamers' minds. I think that Microsoft is trying to push 
in a way that live service perspective, I, I think they're trying to push those live service games to get more money and try and get, you know, profitable. But I do think that Microsoft is in a completely different scenario than Sony where Microsoft has essentially a limitless bank account. They they can right. I mean, they can do whatever they want. They have so yeah. much money. Sony doesn't have access to that those those kinds of funds. So they have to be more deliberate with what they do. They have to be more um you know n- not just spend frivolously, not to say that Microsoft is, but kind of really really um you know think about they, they don't have that ability to make those sort of third party partnerships where they can release these games day one. They just don't have the kind of that kind of money right. They just don't. Um whereas Microsoft can can essentially, I mean, buy whoever they want. Look at what they did with Activision, which is just insane. Yeah. Um, so so I think they're just entirely yeah. They're 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 just companies in different states right now. I just think that this this tier system just to me is not the answer. I think we both agree with that. I do think that they need an answer. I, I will say that. They do need an answer. They're going to need an answer. They just didn't need one right now. Because if I'm Sony, I'm waiting for not waiting. I, I shouldn't say waiting because that's probably the wrong term. But I'm cautiously kind of keeping my eye on when is Microsoft going to release a game that launches on that platform that is a 10 out of 10 hour quality of game? When is that going to happen? Because it it just hasn't yet. I haven't played all of these games um, because I don't have a next gen Xbox. I don't have Game Pass. I have a computer that can play most of those games, but I don't have Game Pass. I had it at one point, but in my very limited experience, and I think that you'll agree with me, I don't think they've done that. I don't think they've released a 10 out of 10 game. Even Halo Infinite wasn't, like you said, it's more of a live service thing and it's not, I don't know, like, can you can you back me up on that? H- have they released a game that you're looking at like that's at the same quality level of Horizon or uh, Uncharted 4 or... Um, I don't know, even like a Ghostwire Tokyo. I haven't played that, but but it's it's just it's got a more, you know, it, it just feels different. I don't I don't know what I'm trying to say. It does. Here. It does. No, I I know exactly what you're trying to say. And that game to me was Starfield. If I'm being honest with you, okay. and that just got delayed. So to me, it's it's saying Microsoft. I think knows right now that they have to release these games at a very high level of quality on their platform because there is a huge problem with their games being released on this platform, whether it be halo infinite, I'm trying to think of others, you know, they partner with MLB, the show. I know they have a huge partnership there. Things like that's that. That's a crazy these, these story. Cause of, that that's a Sony owned studio. It is. It is insane. The fact it, that it that happened insane. is still, <laughs> it's mind boggling. Anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah it on. is. It is really, really crazy. Um, but I think right now Microsoft is, is in a state where they're willing to delay these games. Look at Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite was supposed to launch with the Series X. That got delayed by a year. That was supposed still to be a launched, launch game? And it's still launched in the state that it's in now, which a lot of players are saying is unfinished. The multiplayer is very... I mean, it's there's nothing else to do. You can play through everything essentially in that multiplayer in a short time frame. So yeah, that was originally supposed to be a launch day exclusive uh, that got delayed by an entire year 
and they're still falling behind. So wow. I think that Sony knows that they don't want to be in that sort of situation where these live service games can be a huge problem if you don't do it right. And I'm trying to think off the top of my head, a live service game that does it right. Could you think of one? I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely trying to um, think. Destiny 2 is supposed to be yes. one of those. That was one I've that heard. went to my mind. Yeah, uh, Destiny 2 is, is supposed to be really good for sure. As I, far I as I understand that. it, No Man's Sky is also supposed to be one. But those are both multi-platform sure. games. Those are both multi-platform games. And look at all the hate that No Man's Sky got when it launched. Yeah, it was you know an anomaly. I mean? like, that game yeah, was an anomaly it, it, that it exactly, survived. and it's and it did. It really did. And, and kudos to that studio for sticking with it and you know updating that game and making it really special. But I just so, don't see this as the answer. I really one, don't. This three tier system, no way. Yeah one one final thing that I will say about this three tier system, and then then we need to move on. But I I, I wanted to quickly say. The the two games that you get right now on PlayStation Plus have not been very good. <laughs> like they've either been games that are so old that everybody has them or a very specific game like FIFA 2022, which is great. If you love soccer, you already have that game. though. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, exactly. Um, UFC 4. These are games. If, if, if you're a fan of UFC, you've already purchased that game. Um, anyway. I could go on and on and on. I couldn't game, agree more, though. Couldn't agree more. The game quality is is declining for the PlayStation Plus free games of the month. So what's going to happen when they're trying to pump up the, the sales for the $15 tier and the $18 tier for PlayStation Plus? The essential category of games, I feel, is going to suffer even more. You're going to get like... Uh, I don't even know. You're going to get the worst quality possible games at at the uh, PlayStation Plus free games of the month essential level. You know what I mean? At least that's my yeah. guess. I think the answer to, to not harp on this too long, but the answer is look at when they invested in Fall Guys and Fall Guys was the launch. That, that was a free PlayStation Plus game. I think that is the answer for Sony kind of investing in these smaller studios that are really doing something special and, and, you know, in, investing in them and, and allowing them to kind of see their creation. And I think that's the route that they should go, uh, not necessarily going to these bigger games that, you know, these live services. I, I, I just, I, I don't see that as the answer. This is a, uh, this is really bizarre. I couldn't believe that they, <laughs> that they went to this three tier system. It's, it's really crazy. I think you put it very well, though. I think you're absolutely right. Microsoft has way more funds than Sony does. So Sony needs to be deliberate. Every decision they make matters that much more because they can't afford to make bad decisions. They just can't. Microsoft can. Microsoft had a terrible, you know, time last generation of consoles and, 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 and they got out of it because they were like, well, we'll just dump a bunch of money into this subscription service and force our value onto these people. So they have no choice, but to subscribe and, and join the Xbox side of things. Uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, Sony will be fine, but I'm, I, I tend to agree with you that, that they should have just waited a little longer and, and sort of seen what happened. This is a very transparent play by Sony, and it's very concerning 
how confusing this three-tier system is. But uh, enough about that. Let's get into something a little bit more fun, and that is Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl. <laughs> so th- <laughs> this game is, uh, if you if you haven't seen it yet, a let's just say it, it's it's a Smash Bros. knockoff. But the the catch is it's all Nickelodeon characters. Uh, it's not the greatest game in the world. I've played it a few times, but it's fun. It's it, it's fun to like run around as Reptar or people from Ah Real Monsters and you know beat beat people up as as these characters. It's fun. It's it, there's something about it that's just fun. And and what I like is that they haven't given up on it yet. We were just talking about No Man's Sky. We were talking about Destiny Two and and games that have sort of a rocky release and and this game is certainly one of them but they're still bringing new content to the table garfield was a free downloadable character that's really cool uh then they released this video on may 13th that announced three new characters uh the first one they're releasing is jenny xj9 from my life as a teenage robot she is out right now uh hugh neutron which is a huge fan favorite no pun intended, is going to be available this summer. And Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life will be available in the fall, according to the video that Nickelodeon released. Uh, Vinny, what Nickelodeon characters would you want to play as in this game? Other than Hugh Neutron, because that's just great. That's just so much fun. uh, uh, It makes me want to buy the game on PlayStation. Such a good DLC character, Hugh Neutron. (laughs) <laughs> I think that is, man, I, I mean, if I was to think like, man, what a what a love letter to the fan base to to release Hugh Neutron in this game. I, I think that's awesome. I, and like you said, I, I love games like this where the developers, I think, have some they genuinely care about their game um, and its longevity. And man, there's so many places that they could go with this. Because when you actually look at Nickelodeon and all of the characters that they made, there's so many of them, so many iconic characters. But my mind immediately went, and I actually I haven't played this game, so I'll, I'll be very upfront there. Have not played, played this game. Once. You've only played it once. Okay, yeah. so I haven't played this game. I, I looked at their roster, and my mindset was this was already a character. I, I, I had thought that there that, that there's no way that this isn't a character. And then looking at their roster, I was like, man, like how the heck, how in the hell is this not a character? How are the fairly odd parents not a character in this game? Oh my God. <laughs> You're right. What the hell <laughs> is going on here? I could think Cosmo of the moveset in a heartbeat. Cosmo and Wanda easily swappable skins and you can make them a pair. I don't care. Get them in this game. These are icons. These are could be like ice climbers. Oh my God. Could be exactly like ice climbers. The magical ice climbers. Yeah. That is where my mindset went is where the hell are the fairly odd parents? Where are they? Where's Vicky? Where's Icky Vicky? Well, they put her in the game. Wait, do they have any? They don't have any. Let me. I don't think they have anybody. I didn't see anybody. I'm sitting here. I'm looking at the roster. I'm okay, like, so where's some, the dad? They have some pretty obvious ones. They have a, uh, oh, Dinkelberg. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> Dinkelberg fighting uh, Timmy's dad, whatever his name is. Yes, yes. 
<laughs> so, oh, so we so have good. SpongeBob SquarePants, Patrick Starr, Sandy Cheeks, Leonardo, Michelangelo, April O'Neil, Shredder, Lincoln Loud, Lucy Loud. Do you know what the Loud House is? I don't even know what that is. No, no clue. Uh, Rugrats. Reptar is the only one representing Rugrats. We have Helga Pataki, but we don't have Arnold. That's kind of weird. That's kind of weird. Really weird. How? Uh, Zim and Gurr from Invader Zim. Ren and Stimpy, Powder Toast Man. That's cool. Ren and Stimpy, that's cool that they have him in there. And 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 Oblina from Ah Real Monsters, the the striped one with one eye. I think she has one eye. Let me see. Maybe. Oh, she has I two eyes. Know. She has two eyes. But but that's cool. That's that's a cool addition. Um and then you get some more obvious ones like uh Aang from Avatar, Korra from The Legend of Korra, you know. Danny Phantom from Danny Phantom. But then That's you have awesome my personal favorite, excuse me, my personal favorite, Nigel Thornberry. That is <laughs> amazing. One thing that this game lacks, though, from what I've played and what I've seen is the character sounds. The characters don't have like their iconic uh, voices and stuff, which is a huge oh, no. thing that makes Smash Bros. so good is is uh like uh what's what's that one lucas what does he say pk fire or something like that yeah i can't get PK that out of fire. my head from playing that or or uh all the, the noises that mario makes or Star Fox stuff like that it's just so cool that is what the game needs next that is what they need to bring to that game next um so so they don't have any of the voice actors saying no. anything in these games no, not, not as far as I can tell. I, like I said, I only played it once, but I'm I'm pretty sure they don't. I was going to say that would be immediate standout. If you're playing a SpongeBob and he doesn't say something that is very obviously SpongeBob. Um, also, let me just say this. The Crimson Chin. How the hell is he not a character? <laughs> That's an easy one. That's a freebie, Nicola. The Crimson Chin. Are you kidding me? Fairly, uh, did they do they not know that Fairly Odd Parents is a Nickelodeon property? Because there are so many characters in this show. I love Fairly Odd Parents. Put the Crimson Chin. Put Crim. Put Icky Vicky. I don't care. Give me any okay. of them. Okay, you just. I was trying to think of who I wanted to see, and, and now I know who I want to see. My number one character that I need to see in this game: the Bronze Kneecap. <laughs> Yes, the bronze kneecap. Well, if they do the bronze kneecap, they obviously have to do the crimson oh, chin. They have to put them both. This is the bronze kneecap would uh, be very good. This is such a good idea, but they're missing. They have some cool characters that you wouldn't expect, but they're also missing some. How do you not have Tommy Pickles? First of all, how do you not have him and his, his screwdriver okay. would be a move. Um, Anthony, I was thinking that, but I, I that's also Chucky. where I went. Was how do we not have any of the Rugrats in here? We have Reptar, but nobody else. But I don't think they could allow a baby to be on there whacking people around. I, I don't think that's like a thing. This game's got to be rated, what, I'm assuming, E for everyone. You're going to have a baby walking around whacking people with a with a screwdriver? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I was thinking that in my head, though. I was like, how are none of the Rugrats in here, though? You know, Let's make this a rated M for mature game, and let's get some Rugrats in here. I think you know? it's uh, it's probably <laughs> even more than that. It's probably a budget thing. I just I don't think this game has has the budget. It's it's a uh, uh, Game Mill Entertainment published it. I've never even heard of them. 
Yeah. yeah so, no budget for, for, for you know, from the videos that I've seen too. It looks like it's very, I don't want to say like, I don't want to say a mobile game because I don't, I, that, that has negative connotations to it, but it doesn't look like there's a strong budget behind this. So no, it's, it's missing some elements for sure. Yeah. But I think that this game is cool. It's a fun game to play, you know, maybe over a couple beers or something like that. And just seeing these characters interact with each other is is the main charm of this game. Cosmo and Wanda, Crimson Chin. I want to see the Crimson Chin now, man. (laughs) Crimson Chin, next DLC. He has to be in there. And you heard it here first on PS Blue Podcast. That's that's a freebie. We we confirmed it. If if they announce the Crimson Chin, they're definitely listening. So uh, yes, yes. That what, was, what did you say the studio was called? What, who uh, was it that game, makes this game? game Mill published it, and and uh, I don't know. I never know how to say this name. Uh, <laughs> oh oh, I'm sorry. Ludosity and Fair Play Labs are the developers. Okay, so it's it's sort of a a partnership. I was looking here. at something else. Yeah, so so all companies I've never even heard of are making this game <laughs> that uh, is is Put it's it's trying, man. It is. I am rooting for this game. I really am because I I just want it to be good so bad, and it's not, but it can be. It can be. Look at like we said, No Man's Sky and Destiny Two. They they both have probably quintuple the budgets of 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 this game but you know yeah i don't know maybe maybe they'll get some money from from some of the copies that they sold just based on the licensing and 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 it seems like they're dumping it back into the game which is good uh moving on unless did you have anything else to say about that no just put crimson chin in the game and then we'll be happy here i think we'll i think we'll call it even then Maybe I'll play it if if they put crimson. I will play this game no, if they will. put crimson chin in it. I will. <laughs> I'll, I'll put my name out there. I will play. What is this game called? Nickelodeon All Stars Battle Royale. <laughs> a terrible name, by the way. Uh, Just the Nickel- longest name ever. No, no that's <laughs> but PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale is what you're getting mixed ah, up. Ah, was close. <laughs> Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. Ah, oh, jeez. And they're trying terrible to play Smash Bros. Brawl. I don't know how Nintendo probably doesn't care enough about them to, to sue them because they could the brawl in there. They could probably, you know, maybe. Yeah, maybe they might have a case yeah. for for, for sure. a trademark there. But sure. Um, yeah. or- well, if you put Crimson Chin in the game, you have my word. I will play this game. I will. <laughs> I'll throw my name out there. So Done deal. the next thing we're going to talk about is uh, PlayStation 5 paid upgrades. This is something that I've talked to you about privately before but i want to reiterate and talk about it publicly now i cannot stand the pay to upgrade path of these ps4 games to ps5 and the most blatant one that i can think of is ghost of tsushima i spent 40 dollars on that game when it came out uh when, when it went on sale excuse me it went on sale for 40 bucks it was probably a year, year and a half since it had been released. And I started playing it. Then they announced the PS5 version to which I immediately said, I can't play this on PS4. Now I I need to see what it's like on PS5. I want to have the haptics on my controller and stuff. Once you start to experience that stuff, you don't want to have it taken away from you if you can help it. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. Ghost of Tsushima comes around and they announce the Iki Island expansion 
and it includes the $30 upgrade includes the Iki Island expansion, but it's $30 to go from the PS4 version to the PS5 version. That is just so much money just to upgrade a copy of your game that most people have played by now. That's the other thing. I'm I'm in the minority having not played this game. Uh, but but most people that are going to upgrade to this this thirty dollar upgrade, <clears throat> excuse me, most people that are going to pay for this thirty dollar upgrade will have already played through the game once. So this is a thirty dollar upgrade to replay a game that's two years old. It's it's bizarre, man. It, it really is. Another example is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. I absolutely love that game. It is one of my. It's it's on the top ten list that I that I made. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1, the original, I, one of my favorite games ever. And I loved the the remaster, but they want me to pay $10 to upgrade it from PS4 to PS5. And the game, I'm pretty sure already runs frame rate wise at 60. I, I don't even know what I'm paying for. It's a $10 upgrade for just to, to see the PS5 logo when I boot it up instead of PS4. It's it's I, I really don't understand the difference. Um, Horizon Forbidden West also has two price tags. This is the last example I'll bring up, but, but, but there's, there's more and more and more examples like this. It's to me, Sony's just taking money out of our pockets that I would happily pay for anything else. I, I don't mind spending extra money on this, but to me, they're nickel and diming us here. Uh, what do you think about all this, Vinny? Yeah, I I think we're both in agreement that this is a money grab. I, I really feel like it's it's frustrating because I, I had a similar situation with Death Stranding where I want uh, Death Stranding has a ten dollar upgrade, and that's if you own the original PlayStation Four version. But if you don't, it's going to cost you seventy dollars for the PS Five version. But I, I wanted to replay that game, and it's like, man, do. You know, I'm playing this on my PS5. I now I I kind of feel obligated to pay the ten dollars to go ahead and get this PlayStation Five version because, you know, am I going to play this PS4 version on my PS5? I don't want to do that. I want the best experience possible. But man, you know, it just feels like a money grab. It really, really does, especially. When we look at what Microsoft is doing, which is letting everybody play these games for free, you know, there's there's free compatibility options. And the most disgusting, for lack of a better term, scenario with, with, with regards to this is Horizon Forbidden West, which you brought up. You could have pre-ordered that game for PS4 for $60. You could have pre-ordered it for PS5 for $70. Your PS4 version came with the PS5 version for right. a free upgrade. I didn't know. So that. why would I buy the PS5 version of this game? You are literally just taking ten dollars to take it. That that that's it. There's right. no other excuse. And that the only reason that happened was because of blowback from the fan base. Did, because did, did people you were uh, really pissed off at that? Really, I didn't know that. That's 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 really interesting. Did, yeah. But did did you um did you pay seventy or did you pay sixty for that game? I paid seventy like a Me too. fucking moron. Me <laughs> too, like like a moron. They got us both, Vinny. They got the entire PS Blue company. They got, they got us. They got twenty dollars in total out of our pockets, like a bunch of it's morons. Just wrong. It is. It, it really is. It's it's sick, and it, and there's no excuse for it at all. You're just pissing off the fan base. You're pissing off your consumers. 
it doesn't make any sense. And like I said, Horizon Forbidden West is the worst. And when you have a game like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, like you said, why am I even paying this money? You don't even know why yeah. sometimes. You have no yeah. clue. So yeah. it, it's just really sickening to see. It really is. Um, you know, there's a lot of goodwill for Microsoft right now with regards to their consumers. And this is a huge reason why. Uh, it, it's because they're offering these free upgrades for their games. And they're basically saying, no, like, you own the Xbox version, you own the PS, or excuse me, you own the Xbox Series X for S version or X. Right. Uh, and, because... and PlayStation is unwilling to do that for, for one reason or another. They're they're very stubborn about this. They really are. It, as I understand it, that's their part of their smart delivery system, right? Isn't that what it's called? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They, they, they're calling it smart delivery. Yeah. So it's just you buy the license for the game. And Vinny's our undercover Microsoft agent, by the way, because I am. <laughs> he knows a lot yeah. more about this than I do. I, I don't, I, <laughs> like I said, I have, I have a gaming computer that I mainly use for video editing, but every once in a while I'll play some PC games, Microsoft, Xbox, whatever. But other than that, I have no, I, I don't know anything about this. So smart delivery. Interesting. That's a... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I it, it's 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 not really something you can make an excuse for. Like the only it thing isn't. you could say is, "Oh, we didn't." We, like you could play dumb, I guess. But but don't do that. Like if you're gonna take our ten dollars, just say we want your ten dollars. You know what I mean? Don't play dumb. They know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, just say give me your money. Just just do that next time. Right. Don't 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 uh right. slap me in the face. Uh, that Horizon Forbidden West was the worst though. That 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 one in particular was like, okay, well now you're you're showing your real color. You're showing your true colors here because it's so bizarre. there's no reason to be charging consumer. There's no reason. It, there's none at all. Um a spe- I mean, man, $40 for Ghost of Tsushima upgrade? $30? How much was it? 30. It's th- you get Ugh. the expansion but there's no way to get the PS5 version without buying the expansion too. So you have to buy the expansion just to upgrade to PS5. And and you're probably exactly like me. Like if if you had a game that was on your backlog that you wanted to play and you started playing it and you were really enjoying it and then they announced the PS5 version, are you going to you're going to wait for the PS5 version, right? Yeah, yeah. Why what why wouldn't I? Uh, you have to if you're obligated to. Right. It's just, it's very unfortunate. It's an unfortunate set of circumstances for sure, because you're absolutely right. I would just wait. There's no point. Uh, I mean, uh, man, it it really is a dicey situation, but man, people will defend Sony and and me and you, we can be classified as Sony fanboys. Sure. We love pretty much everything that they do. This is something that I'm I'm not a fan of whatsoever. This is is really frustrating, especially seeing the competitors do it the other way. I know. And like we discussed, Microsoft has uh, piles of money that they, they have access to. This is still, it's just not something that you should be char- charging your consumers for, for sure. It, it's just it doesn't not a feel good right. Look. It feels dirty. It feels really dirty. It really does. It's not a good look. You have three PlayStation Plus tiers now with the the latter tier, the, 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 the most expensive tier, a cash grab pretty much. Then you have these these $30, $10 upgrade paths to get the the most optimal version of a specific game that you already own these things just keep popping up and it's not a good look for sony i i i'm a little concerned about that more than i'm concerned about how you know they're going to deal with microsoft's first party 
acquisitions and, and all that stuff. Cause none of that ever really bothered me. What's bothering me is, is, is sort of the reputation that they're fostering by, by doing stuff like this. That, that's, yeah. that bothers me more because we're always going to have great games on Sony, yeah. in my opinion. The, the games are, yeah. bar none, way better. Yeah. Very anti-consumer. Very anti-consumer, for sure. Exactly. I agree. Anyway, with that being said, we, we, can, we can move on to our next topic, which is uh, the Bloodborne 2 knockoffs, for lack of a better word. So there's a bunch of games going around right now. Uh, one is called, I, I'm going to totally butcher the pronunciation of this, but it's called Thymesia, I believe. Uh, then there's another one called Lies of P. And then there's a third one called Steel Rising, which is from the developers that made Greedfall most recently, which I actually played a little bit and really liked. Uh, it, it had some charm to it, I will say. So, so these three games are all very obvious and i don't think it would be a disservice to say this and i don't think i I think they would be happy to admit very obvious bloodborne to uh inspired uh, let's say i i think all three of these games look feel and act like and play like they could be related to bloodborne in one way or another as Bloodborne is one of Vinny's favorite video games, as we found out last podcast, I figured this would be a good topic for him to sort of talk about. And, and I gave him all three games to look at. Some of them were a little bit more in-depth than others. But but what did you think of each of these? Let's let's start with, with uh, well, approach it however you want. Uh, just, just what did you think? Oh, man. I have a lot to say on this topic because, like you said, Bloodborne is has a very special place in my heart. It really does. That game is so good. It from software, in my opinion, that that's their best game to this date. It is so good. Um, I'll, I'll, a lot of that has to do with its setting and obviously its gameplay. I'll start off with this. I think all three games have pros. I think all three games have cons. I, I genuinely believe that. I'm curious to see how these end up be, being. I, I'm not a thousand percent sure on release dates with these games, but I'll, I'll go ahead and go. Let's go one by one. Let me go ahead and read these one by I one. I will say uh, Steel Rising is supposed to come out in September. Oh, I'm God, really it is. That was the about. game that I thought was going to come out in four years. It looked like I finished. Okay, I'll talk about that in about two games, I guess, from now. Just talk but about man, that one first since surprising. I brought it up. Just go okay. ahead and talk about it. Steel Rising, right? Yeah. This looks terrible. This this looks really bad. I I, I have no... Uh, this was the one that, of all the three that, that I watched, this one I have no sort of... Uh, no want to play this game. I This game looks really sort of... It looks like it doesn't run well. It looks very stiff. Um... also steel rising yeah terrible terrible name for a game but (laughs) (laughs) i did see a few uh from what i saw i saw a few fights of this game and you're fighting robots it was like it was like a robot and then there was a bigger robot i have no one there's something about fighting robots to me and i don't know about you that's very blah very sort of you know, just just not very exciting. Uh, Did you play the surge character? 
I didn't. I didn't play the surge. Me neither. I, I it's it's not a setting I like either, to be honest. It's just it's just I don't know what it is about fighting robots. It seems very copy and paste to me. It just doesn't seem very exciting uh, from, from a development standpoint. I just there, there's something about it that just really didn't. I don't know. Didn't grab me from what I saw about that game. What What are your thoughts on that game in particular? I'm curious because I got to be honest. I watched. I mean, from the video that that I watched, it it did not look good whatsoever. Um, I, I I do not plan on picking this one up. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's. So, like I mentioned already, this is from the, I think, the most well-known developer out of the three games, uh, which is kind of unfortunate. It's it's from the people that made a game called, I think it's called the Technomancer, which got very terrible reviews. It was very poorly received. But then they made a little, a little gem called Greedfall, which is kind of like... Uh, those old Bioware games, you know, um, Knights of the Old Republic, uh, maybe some of the earlier Dragon Age games. And, and it kind of emulated that same feel and, and some gameplay elements were reminiscent of that. It, 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 it was a good, I played, I, I didn't beat it or anything, but I, I, I got through the first act I'll say, and, and I really enjoyed it. It was, it was, it was sort of comfort food for that type of game, that type of Bioware game. And to see them put this out in the public eye. Now, maybe it, it did say it was alpha footage, what, what I saw at least. So so maybe they're, they're just, you know, a little overexcited and they just wanted to show the game and they showed it a little too early. Uh, but from what I've seen, this game looks like an absolute mess. Uh, there's no real uh ambient sound or anything like that the sound design needs a lot of work the animations look really really rough around the edges they look like you said very stiff and the gameplay just doesn't look fun it looks like it's a trying to copy bloodborne it it doesn't look like it's bringing anything new to the table the fans were kind of cool i will say that that was kind of did you see the fans yes yes i did and that was the only cool element that was kind of cool and the menus were nice yeah, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean you're really grasping at straws. Here I really am. I'm trying to be optimistic. <laughs> the menus were nice. The menus were nice. That's that's our positive <laughs> takeaway from Steel Rising. Watch, Steel Rising is going to come out, and it's going to be just a just as big as Elden Ring. It's going to be a huge, sensational masterpiece, and we're going to be sitting here with our, you know, like a bunch of morons. But from, I, what, from what we saw, man, I, I couldn't agree with you more. That this game looks unfinished. It looks like it needs another. My goodness two years of development time at least supposed to come out in September. There's no way there's no possible. I know way. it'll be early access in September. There's no way this game is coming out to consoles in September. I would be uh, shocked. And, and that was a delay. I, I, I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive. It's supposed to come out in September and it got delayed to September. Sorry for the type supposed but... to come out September last year. no, Previously projected for a June release, the delay to September is adding three months of extra development time for Spiders, the name of the studio. That's from the sixth axis.com. That is absurd to me because it does not look even close to going gold. No, it just doesn't. It looked terrible. It it, it did look like it needed, like you said, a few, I mean, man, a few more years 
it, the animations looked really rough. The the enemy design, like the character models, didn't look good whatsoever. Um, no desire to play this game for sure. Okay, so the next one is Thymesia. Th- I, I'm probably saying that wrong. Please don't comment about it. But <laughs> what do you think of this one? Okay, like I said, these all have pros and cons. I think from a pro standpoint, this definitely looks like the most finished of all the games. This looks like it's ready to go. This looks like it's about to be released. I don't know the release date of this game. I, I'm assuming it's at some point this year, if I were to guess. I don't know. It looks... This one looks pretty good. I gotta be honest. I think from a gameplay standpoint, this looks the best. This runs the best. This is the most fluid. This is certainly just... It, it, this man, it's it's it really is it, the problem that I had with this game when I was watching these videos is it wasn't Bloodborne and as as stubborn as that <laughs> makes me sound, it just isn't Bloodborne. I, it looked like a knockoff version of Bloodborne, yeah. you know. And, and it's sad that I said that in my mind. I'm like, man, like this just doesn't look from a setting perspective what I would imagine Bloodborne two looking like. This looks more like. Bloodborne 1, maybe like uh, Bloodborne 1.1, you know, from from a just from a setting standpoint, I think that's that's what made Bloodborne so special in my mind was its uh, environments. This just looks like, you know, from an environmental standpoint, not very impressive. I do think that some of the some of the enemies that you were fighting against actually look pretty cool. If I'm being honest, I'm actually very curious to see how this one does, because from a gameplay standpoint, from an enemy sort of uh, AI standpoint, it looked pretty cool. Again, nothing really that I'm saying, oh my God, I need to go get this game. No, n- nothing in particular. Um, but I, d- I do think from a gameplay standpoint, this this looks really good. But everything else kind of, um, you know, l- looked okay to me. Yeah, so how I ended up coming up with this topic for this episode was they released a demo on steam for this game so a lot of the gameplay started circulating around youtube and and other sites like that uh so this game comes out in august and like you said i think you're dead on it looks the most finished out of all three of the games that that i presented you with and i think it looks really interesting there's there's a a mechanic in the combat system where the enemies pretty much have two health bars they have like I don't know what like what they're calling it, but there's there's a, a I don't remember the color, but it, it's either I think it's red. It's a red health bar, and then you you hit the enemy, and it reveals their green health bar, and then you have to use like a plague attack to get rid of that green portion of their health bar, or it comes back. So it's almost like a reverse, like like you're playing against yourself in Bloodborne because you can heal in Bloodborne if you attack, you know. So it's it's almost like the shoe is on the other foot and you're having to fight enemies that are like that. So I thought that was a pretty cool concept. And the whole idea of, of this world that has a plague and you're weaponizing the plague and using it to your advantage, I think that's really cool. And then there's also something where you can actually take an enemy's attack and like save it and use it later in, in the level. So that's kind of cool too. It's it's like a expendable really thing. Um I think this game looks looks cool. Uh, w- what would be interesting to me is if you picked up 
you have you have like a an Xbox controller that you could hook up to your. Ugh, I hate to say Xbox controller because I love the PS5 controller, but you have a way to play it on a controller on your computer, right? Or you don't? Yeah, yeah, I would for sure. Okay, I'll get some first impressions out there. Yeah, maybe you could. I wish they just released the demo for PS5, but but uh, you know, in the meantime, maybe you could check it out and 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 tell me what you think of the gameplay for next episode. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll probably do that because. I'm actually kind of curious to see one thing that I was thinking of when when you were talking, because I remember I thought of this, is how powerful does this game let you become? Because a lot of those one on one fights with kind of those stary, those standard characters took a long time to kill them. I, I, I don't necessarily like that. I like the fact that in Bloodborne, it's typically what, two, three shots to kill the, yeah. the, the standard enemies. Right. Um, I don't necessarily enjoy not not to say that I don't enjoy it, but a lot of those fights seemed like they were very long for smaller characters. So, you know, am I going to be able to go back to those areas? Am I going to feel a lot more powerful? Am I going to be killing them in one shot at the end of the game? You know, very Elden Ring like, you know, which, which is fantastic. I love that aspect of Elden Ring that you'll go back to the earlier areas and, you know, you're struggling with somebody, but now you're destroying them in one shot. Uh, You know, how powerful does this game let you become? Because, yeah, a lot of those earlier fights with those smaller characters had me worried because I don't particularly enjoy long fights with smaller characters. I, it's not something that I'm into. Um, but is that something that stood out to you? I'm curious. Uh, I really didn't pay attention to it in that perspective. But now that you're mentioning it, it does sort of make sense. You're saying with the two health bar sort of thing. Yes. It's elongating the fights. That could be. Or we could be watching gameplay of people that don't know what the hell they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause, yeah. cause a lot of these games is learning and relearning and then learning again, how to get better with the combat system that's, that's presented to you. So, so it, it could be a combination of both of those factors, but, uh, I don't know that that's a really good point. I think, uh, so, so that brings us to our final, bloodborne 2 wannabe uh <laughs> they should just make bloodborne 2 and i don't think it's happening uh, right Vinny. what an idea I'm sorry. what an I'm idea sorry. no they I, will they will no i don't think it's happening i i really There's apologize no way they for... don't with i will say this with the success of elden ring not to not to go off topic here with the success of elden ring i think sony's more inclined to do so because sony owns that ip i i have no doubt in my mind we're at least getting a remaster of the first one i don't think that's in que- i don't think that's question Okay, but um, but uh, yeah, FromSoft isn't going to make it. Then no, no, I don't think so either. So, I don't think so either. Sony Point will, will get one it. of their own studios. Blue Point, the people that made the Demon Souls remake, they should make yes, it. Yes, they should get a Let's chance to make the their own thing. I agree. Yeah. So the last game in our we're never going to get a Bloodborne two <laughs> segment of the <laughs> podcast is Lies of P. Uh, this game has some, I don't want to say viral, but some some popular trailers and video on on youtube uh some some very you know various gaming channels have covered this game uh some of the trailers that have come out but this game you play as i think you play as pinocchio but it's the story of pinocchio and geppetto and and it's just that whole world brought to like a gothic style uh i am really really excited for this one i think it looks so freaking cool what do you think of of lies of p 
Yeah, uh, I completely agree. I think this is the one that stood out the most to me. Uh, in particular, I think from, like I said, with Bloodborne, I think of the environments. This game looks scary. It did. It looked like yeah. a horror game in a lot of ways, which is Bloodborne. It just is. I know Bloodborne, the earlier portions aren't very, it's very gothic, but I think later on in the game, you start, you know, you start getting fearful. It, it turns into a horror game in a lot of ways. This game had the easily the best environment. Uh, I, I really hope that some of the gameplay footage, uh, did did they have a release date for this game? I'm just out of curiosity. I, I, uh, I didn't. Not just that at remember. first glance, it says TBA, like just Googling it. I was trying to okay, look at the so, release date for it, but I'm I'm guessing early 2023. Yeah, yeah, that that, that would be my guess, too. I think this does need a, about a year or so, maybe even longer in development time, because I think from uh, from, from from just the way that the game was running, uh, it, it looked like it was slugging along a little bit when I was watching some of the gameplay elements. I think some of the frame rate drops were noticeable. Uh, and this is in Bloodborne, I know runs at 30 frames, but coming after Elden Ring, there's no way that I could go below 30 or 60. I'm sorry. There's just no way these games need to be running at 60 frames. Yeah. The combat is way too intense. It's way too much. You have to be running at 60 FPS uh, for these games. Now, I, I, I know that Bloodborne is, is my number three game of all time and it ran at 30 FPS. I don't care anymore. There's no more excuses. Get these games to 60 FPS. This game looks like it it was just chugging along a little bit like it needed more development time, but man, it looked really good for sure. This was the one that stood out the most to me. Like I said, look the character models were really cool. The enemies look scary. Yeah. It, it really did look, and I didn't even know it was Pinocchio. That gets me even more excited. Yeah. Isn't that cool? honest with you? I had no clue, no clue watching this, that, that when you were saying that, I was like, damn, that's actually pretty badass. That yeah. actually gets me way more excited for this game. This is definitely one that's on my radar. That wasn't on for, before for sure. After watching those videos. And, and, and I thought that too, that this would be one that you would, uh, when I saw the, the first video for this, I immediately thought of you. I was like, Vinny would definitely be into yeah. this. It, it, uh, the grappling hook, the grappling hook looked, did you see that when he was on, on the rooftop? Yes. Oh so man. Cool. Oh man. This game looks good. It looks really good. I, I don't yeah. know if they're going to pull it off. Uh, and if they don't, then that's all the more reason to hire whoever's doing the trailers for these games because <laughs> that guy's oh awesome. Yes. He's making it look good. I think the game is making itself look good, but uh, we'll, we'll find out very soon. But but you mentioned something about frame rate, and it's almost like you read my notes because <laughs> that was a perfect segue into our second to last talking point, which is a frame rate discussion. In this new era of gaming, we now have the option to favor resolution or favor frame rate. And I want to say about 95% of these games that we're playing. So on one hand, you have, like you were mentioning, you are way too used to the 60 frames per second and you love 60 frames per second and you can't get enough of 60 frames per second, but it lowers the resolution and you sacrifice some texture quality. And the trade-off there is that you're sort of lowering the visual fidelity of whatever game you have set to performance mode is what they're calling it in a lot of cases. Now, this is sort of a, a push and pull, I think. I think there's certain games that 
you can you can look up the details most of the times, but there's certain games that do not run well at all at 30 frames per second. And there are other games that do a fairly decent job of maintaining a constant and consistent 30 frames per second. Uh, I already know your answer, Vinny, but let's let's just let everybody else in on this. What, what, what do you think about this situation? So I'm 60 FPS all the way. Uh, I, I've reached a point in my life, whether it be through maturity or old age right (laughs) there is no way i can play a game if it's offering both ways that i'm going to play in 30 fps over 60 fps i could care less about the pixel count i could care less i think the way that that i kind of solve this and i think you'd, you'd probably agree with me on this if you go from when you're playing a game you go from the 60 fps mode let's just say you're playing spider man you play the 60 FPS mode and you go to the 30 FPS mode, right? You're kind of flicking between the two to see what you like. Yeah. Every single time that I've ever done that in a video game, my mind goes, my goodness, why does, why is this chugging along when I'm in the 30 FPS mode? It just makes it so much worse. You really see why these games at 60 FPS are so much cleaner. I don't particularly games that are, that require timing, that require, you know, just just reaction. 60 FPS is reaction timing. That's yeah. exactly. That's exactly right. 60 FPS to me is just it's night and day. It really is night and day for me. It's not even like a debate in my mind, if I'm being honest. Uh, obviously, I think it does depend on the game, though. I think maybe you'll have a game where you kind of want to show off the system. You want to see what it can do. And. Uh, maybe it doesn't require that sort of twitchy sort of reflexes, so to speak, uh, in your game. I think that I think that maybe you go to the 30 FPS version, right? Maybe maybe it's a card game. You know, that's a game that doesn't need 60 FPS. But uh, why would maybe, you? Need, I don't know. I was going to say maybe the card game. Card game. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say maybe the card <laughs> game is beautiful. Example. I don't know. Maybe it's a beautiful card game. That's probably the only thing that I could think of is a card game. That's how sad it is that I would maybe chess, maybe a board game. I don't know. Something that doesn't require me to do something, you know, maybe a turn-based strategy game. Maybe even then I would probably take the 60 FPS version if I'm being honest. Yeah, I think you would. I think that's the only, that's the only case that I could see it. Um, Something like horizon, something like Spider-Man. I I mean, I don't even bother. There's no chance I could play those games. 30 FPS. See, what are your thoughts? Now, we, we've, like I said, we've talked about this a lot off air, but I, I just wanted to say, I think that it depends on the game. I, the first thing I do when I boot up a new game is I look to see what, what modes I can set it to. If, if they have, sometimes they have three modes. Sometimes they have like a, a ray tracing on, a ray tracing off, but you have the 4K resolution and then they have like a 60 FPS mode. And then I'll also go onto one of those, you know, performance type sites that sort of do benchmarking for that type of stuff. Just to cross-reference it with what the developers are telling me. And this is a lot of work that I have to do up front, just saying Sony, like, so <laughs> let's just get all our games running at 60, 60 FPS 4K uh, with ray tracing on. Can you do that? I'll buy a PS5 Pro if that's what it takes. But anyway, so I do all of this sort of research and, and, and you come to find out there are certain games that 
it doesn't make a difference when you put it on resolution mode. The visual difference is so negligible that it makes absolutely no sense to not do the favor performance mode because you want to have 60 FPS. Uh, you, you don't have to see the, the 15th button on the person's shirt necessarily. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, yes. you know, that that's, uh, to me, it's a case by case basis. There are other games that I believe were designed to show off the power of the PS five were designed. The animations were designed around 30 frames per second, and they run at a smoother 30 frames per second because they didn't intend for the game to run at 60 frames per second. And to me, that's a game like horizon forbidden West. When you, when you boot that game up, they don't have the game set to performance mode. I can't stress this enough. When you boot Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart up, they don't have it set to performance mode. When you boot up Spider-Man, they don't have it set to performance mode. All three of those games, when you go into the game, they have it set to resolution mode. Yes, it's because they want to show off all the hard work that they poured into this game from a visual perspective, but I also believe that they believe their games can run properly at 4K at this uh, with ray tracing on and stuff like that in certain in certain cases. I believe that that I guess let me just throw it back to you. Why would they set these games to resolution mode if they wanted you to play in performance mode? I think that. I think that it, you make a very valid point there that it almost seems like the developers want you to play in this 30 FPS mode. But I, I guess my rebuttal to that would be that I think that Sony knows and the developers know that the majority of their fa- that the people that are going to be playing these games are not hardcore gamers. I, I think they know that the majority of the people that play these games are going to want to see what the console can do. They're going to want to show off their console, to their friends. I don't think that they really prioritize frame rate. Right. Um, I, I just think that they're trying to go for a more general audience in, in that respect, you know, and, and offering sort of not to say that it's, you know, you're a hardcore gamer if you're playing at 60 FPS or not. It, it, it's not like that. But I think that those that actually care about frame rate, they're not the majority of your of who's going to be playing these games. It's just not. Um, so so you can get away with 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 giving, you know, the general audience these 30 FPS modes when when you, when they open when they put in their disc. And, you know, those that are that are hardcore and, and that are re- probably review your game have that ability to go to that 60 FPS mode. So I, don't, I, I think it's a win win from them for them. I don't think they're getting away with anything, though. What I'm saying is I think the games are fine at 30 FPS. You said you I, I like the way you said it. The way you said it, it's like, oh, we're going to trick these people into playing in 30 FPS. I don't think it's like that. I think no. it's uh, they like showing off the visuals that they worked so hard on, like I said already. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and, and that was probably a poor choice of words. I don't, I don't no. think that they're trying to trick people into playing 30 FPS. No, you didn't say I that. I don't think so. I think that, you know, I think they know that the majority of people aren't going to care about frame rate. And the reason why I say that is because the majority of, of people that are probably playing these games probably don't even know what frame rate their games run at. They probably don't even understand frame rate, right? I, I think that that's, that's probably the case here. Um, and, I, and, you know, that, that's, just, that's just the way that I, that, that I think that they're doing this for. I think that, you know, anybody that has their hands on a PS5 
understands frame rate because they're an early adopter because it's nearly impossible to get a PS5. And if you have one, it's because you really wanted it. So I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I see your point. I see, I think what you're saying is that that's the angle they're taking it from, right? Is that sort of what you're saying? Yeah, I, I think that they, I think that the majority of people are not going to care about frame rate. Um, I also think that that a large part of this is because these are single player games. Frame rate right. in single player games is just not as it's important. Don't get me wrong, but it's not as prevalent as it is in multiplayer games. And Sony is typically a, a single player developer with their first party studios. I don't even think they make, make primarily multiplayer games. They don't. Um, so which which I think the FPS, you know, comes comes more into play with with multiplayer. I think that we both agree on that. Um, yeah, but but certainly I, I, I think we're in agreement there where, um, you know, they're they're certainly trying to show off, you know, what what they worked hard for, uh, you know, and, and these games are gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. I, um, I, 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 I played Ratchet and Clank in 30 FPS mode for about 10 minutes because I was blown away by the visuals. Usually wow. I 10 whole try. minutes. I know. Right. <laughs> Usually I wouldn't even try a 30 FPS mode, but I figured, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll try this. And then you go to 60 FPS mode and you're like, well. I'm never going back to that 30 FPS. Or th- there's no way. Yeah. Um, so but, but I, I think that's a, that's a very valid point is I almost feel like, you know what? And this is going to sound very anti-consumer. Don't even give me that option. Just give me your vision as to what you want this game to be, because it's almost a headache trying to switch between these, these modes all the time, because I'm personally always going to prioritize frame rate. You're not. So, so maybe, you know, it, it sounds very anti-consumer, but um, that's I an idea. GT. Yeah, GTA is is very well, not so much anymore because they had the next gen version. But uh, I, I like the fact that there's there's there was no prioritized frame rate in some of these older games, the PS3 uh, generation, the PS4 generation. We didn't have these options because uh, a, a lot of me just kind of hopes that you know developers just tell me what you want me to play it, and then I'll I'll play it. And I'll be I'll be the verdict on that. But this is the thing: how do you define next gen? Is next gen 60 frames per second on everything or is next gen 4K on everything? Clearly, there's some sort of uh, fluidity there. You know what I mean? And I think that's part of the problem. We've never had hardware this good. So that's why you didn't get options like that, because the developers were just trying to figure out how to get the thing to run on on the console. You know what I mean? Yeah, they didn't have that option. Uh, yep. But I'll say two two more things to to wrap this up, because we're spending a lot of time on this. The first thing I wanted to say was there are certain games that I I agree with you. If you switch to 60 FPS, the game runs so much better, it's hard to go back. So what I will do is I will put it on 60 FPS for a few minutes just to see how it's running. Wow, this runs so much better. The character animations are so much smoother, et cetera, et cetera. Then I'll put it on 30 FPS. If the 30 FPS mode is w- well more visually stunning then I will leave it on 30 FPS and I will never switch it back to 60 FPS because it takes your eyes and, and your brain, you know, it it takes it a few minutes to adjust. And once you make the adjustment in your brain, I think 30 FPS is fine. However, not in a game like Elden Ring, not in a game of, of that takes Twitch skill. I think that the frame rate really does make a difference in how well you are able to play uh, as far as reaction time, like we mentioned earlier. The other thing I wanted to say is uh, I played a game recently all the way through on 30 FPS, and I and I think the game was made for 30 FPS. It was Guardians of the Galaxy. And I 
challenge you to play that game all the way through on 30 FPS uh, because you will find it's such a narrative focused game that it, in my opinion, it was just way more enhanced by by the the lighting and the frame uh the not the frame rate the the resolution and 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 there were so many little little details and 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 so many features that you just got out of the characters in my opinion that came through way more in and I tried both modes but it, but it came through way more in the resolution mode uh so so that's all I'll say for me it's it depends on what game it is uh, and, 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 and it depends if there's a big upgrade or downgrade when, when you move from version to version, but, but yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's overwhelming to have choices like that. Uh, do you have anything else to say yeah. on this before we move on? No, just, just to reiterate what you said, which is, it's very fluid. It's, it's very dependent on the game. It just is. It's a, it's a game by game basis. I'm sure over the course of this podcast, we're going to have arguments over frame rate mode versus performance mode. I have no doubt in my mind because you you know probably where I'm going to lean and I probably have a good idea of where you're going to lean for certain games. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. And I think God of War is coming up and I'm curious to see what what will happen there. Oh, yeah, um, I'm sure. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm actually curious to see what, uh, you know, what sort of modes they offer in that game. And uh, yeah, man, oh. I, I just think it's a case by case. Ah, basis. That's going to be a tough one because yeah. that game is so gameplay heavy. At least the first one was, but it's also really story heavy. So I'm going to feel like I'm giving it, it is like up. your ultimate. It is your worst nightmare because now you're going to have to make a decision here. And I have a feeling you're going to be flipping between the two the entire game. It's going to be totally distracting, which goes back to my point. Give just. Don't even give me the, these options. Just put the version that you want out, and then I don't even have to think about this because it's almost uh, – it really is because I think me and you agree. It's annoying having to think of these things, it, in my opinion. It's nice to have those options, but a part of me kind of wishes just, – dude, just just give me the version of the game that you want me to play. I, I, I It could be very distracting kind of deciding between these I'm gonna, two I'm gonna, um, and detract I'm gonna, from the it'd game. It would be a little annoying, and I'm going to say uh, – if you didn't have the option, you would have uh, you you would have played, in your opinion, an inferior version of Ratchet and Clank, an inferior version of Spider Man, and an inferior version of Horizon Zero Dawn. And you're saying that's a good point. Yes, and that's why I say I know it, it's it's very two sided there, where I or I'm kind of talking out the backside of my mouth. It, it's just. I don't even I wouldn't think of those as inferior versions because I wouldn't know that a 60 FPS version exists. Okay. So that's, okay. that's that's I guess that's where my mind is. It's almost like, dude, just give just give me the version that you want me to play. But but I, I do like it, it's two sided there because I do like those options. I like giving consumers those options. I like being able to switch to my performance mode because I prefer performance. So, um, you know, it's a double edged sword there in a way. So you, you make a very valid point, though, because I, I would have had no idea that there was better versions of these games. Right, if they only offered one. Cyberpunk certainly, certainly a good. Point. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, play that in in uh not resolution mode. Sorry, play that in frame rate mode. Uh, the resolution mode is almost there's no no difference at all, noticeable difference. It, and and the game is it chugs along, especially you know on the first iteration I played, which was the PS four version. It, it it was so bad at thirty frames per second. But when you play that game at a higher frame rate. The gunplay is so much better. 
So that's that's one example that that I'll I'll just you know to to close this out that'll really hammer home your point, which is sixty FPS can make a huge difference, especially in that game. So so the last segment that we have to close out the podcast is called for your consideration. So this segment is going to consist of Vinny and I suggesting games to one another, playing them, giving our review, and you know just having like a discussion about it. Just just just. Areas where games that we might have missed that we want each other to play. So we're going to pick a, a genre and we're going to we're going to give each other games. And and like I said, we're going to alternate one week. Uh, Vinny will give his quote unquote review and the next week I'll give my quote unquote review. Now, I gave Vinny a head start on this one. He already knows and, and he mentioned it at the top of the podcast. Crash 4 is is his game. And he's been playing it for a week, but I'm going to get my game uh, in the genre platformer. So so the genre was platformer. Vinny got Crash 4. I gave it to him last week. And Vinny's going to give me a game in about one minute right right here. I, I don't know what game he's going to suggest, but I do know it is, it is a platformer. And on episode two, Vinny will give his review of Crash 4 in episode three. I will give my review of this game. Vinny, what game did you select for me to play? Okay. Good build up here. So I knew I had to choose a game that was difficult. When you think of platformers, I know you like difficult platformers, Mm -hmm. but I also chose a game here that also not only has an extraordinarily just difficult. It's not just the difficult game excellent gameplay but an amazing story i'm gonna give you celeste oh the platformer it is fantastic i think you're gonna really enjoy it i'm looking forward to hear i I know we'll talk about it more during your review so i don't want to give too much away but uh i'm looking forward to you playing this game i really think you're gonna enjoy it i I hope so and if you don't enjoy it i think we'll have a good argument so (laughs) yeah um this game has been recommended to me a million times and I haven't played it. So I'm excited. That's, that's a good, that's a good one. I, 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 I'm actually really excited to play it. And, and if we weren't doing the segment, I probably would have never played it. So, which is sort of the point of this segment. Uh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to dive into it. I, 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 uh, I, I think I played one level once of the game, but I, I have no idea what I'm getting into. Mm. So we'll, we'll tackle that. Yeah, good, good. We'll tackle that on episode three. So Vinny and, and you know, this is going to be the first episode where we don't have a review at the end because just of the way the timing is working. But, but Vinny, you said you played about eight hours of crash four. Can, can I just get your impression so far? Because I'm, I'm so curious. My impressions. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll say a little without giving away okay. too much, I guess. That's right? perfect. This game is fucking awesome. I, nice. I, I I really have been enjoying it. I have a lot to say about it, but I think my overall thoughts on it so far is that it's awesome. It, it is. It, I'm so happy and thrilled that you recommended this game to me because it's a game that I definitely would have missed otherwise. Yeah. The, guys... I, more to come next week when I review this game because I have not beaten it yet. I think that this game gets better and better the more that you play it. I 
cannot say enough good things about this game so far. I definitely have more to say, but I'll, I'll leave it for next episode. But it is fucking awesome. If you guys have not played Crash 4, go play it. Go buy this game so that we get a Crash 5. So Thank you. Um, that's that's a little sneak peek, but I'll, I'll definitely have more with regards to specific uh, gameplay elements for sure. Uh, next okay, week. so next week we should also talk about how uh, Crash Bandicoot, which was made by Naughty Dog, which is owned by Sony now, is a game that is owned by Activision now, which is owned by Microsoft. <laughs> Oh my goodness. What a nightmare that is. So if we do get a crash five, there is a 50, 50, maybe even a 60, 40 chance that we don't get it on PlayStation, which would just be an absolute nightmare. So that I think we could save for another episode, but I'm glad you're liking it. I I, I had a feeling you'd really like it. Uh, Where, what area are you at right now in the game? Um, So I'm about the fifth world there's sort of these over overworlds in the game and i'm in the fifth so like i said i'm about about eight hours in i think i'm coming to the finish line here a little bit because i mean there's so many levels in this game uh and, and i'm curious to see how long it goes because I, I thought i finished it in the last overworld i thought was the last one but it's still going so i and i'm thrilled because it's just gotten better how many me. masks do you have uh right now i just got the third one so i, I i'm three masks the tornado in. one and okay yes yeah yeah and it's awesome the game uh, uh i can't wait to talk about some of these gameplay elements i think it's gonna okay, be a lot great. of fun because there's definitely yeah there's a lot to this game that uh you know there's just so much to talk about with this game in particular yeah and and, and i'm happy i'm happy the reception has been good so far okay guys that that is it we are done for the day uh i hope you enjoyed it uh this is going to be sort of the you know the loose structure the the working structure of the podcast it will evolve we will become better hosts i promise you that uh it's just going to take some time we're 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 working the, the kinks out still we said that last week we're saying it again this week i am at least and we're going to say it again next week maybe we rambled a little bit here and there maybe we weren't as tight as we could have been but we are determined to give you, like I said, the 40th best PlayStation podcast out there. No, we think we're, we, we think we could be number, number one. I do. What do you, what do you think, Vinny? Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere up there yeah, for sure. Somewhere in the top 40. 39th, at least don't say 40, <laughs> 40 makes it sound terrible. 39th sounds a lot better than 40. So we'll, we'll say thirties. We'll slowly <laughs> climb up the ladder. You know, we'll, we're 39 now, maybe by, by episode 10, we'll be 37. And then, you know what? World domination Creep will be number up. one at some point. We will. I promise you that. Amen. We're coming for you. Sacred I'm, I'm all bored. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, have a great rest of your day, night, wherever you are. And thank you for tuning in until next week. I'm Anthony, always joined by Vinny, and we will see you next time. See you guys.